Parshas Balak Shishi, the sixth Aliyah, brings us to the third, um, third attempt to curse the Jewish people. Balak brings Bilam to, another, to a new place, and he says, maybe we'll be able to curse the Jewish people there. The new place is a place called Pe'ar, which we will get back to in the next Aliyah. Um, the reason he brings him there is, again, because Balak, through his sorcery, saw that it was a place where the Jews were going to have a downfall, and he thought maybe it'll be through our curse. He brings Bilam there. Bilam says, okay, let's build seven more, more altars, seven more cows, seven more rams. They do all of that, and they are ready. Bilam gets ready to do, make his attempt, and he realizes that Hashem does not want to curse the Jewish people. And therefore, he does not come with that. He turns his face to the, de- to the desert looking at the Jewish people, and he says he's not going to curse them. Interestingly, Rashi, Rashi points out over here that... Um, that, that Bilaam, even so, as he looks at them, he's not looking for the good of the Jewish people. It's very strange, right? He wishes to, to, to insert to them an eye in hara, the, the eyes of someone who's looking with bad, with hatred. And so Rashi points out that the Mishnah and Pirkeyavos were told Bilaam has three traits. One is he looks and he sees bad, ayin hara. One is nefesh or chava, that he wants to, that he believes all the money should come to him. And one is ruach gavoa, is his haughtiness. All of them play out here very clearly in the story. So he turns his eyes to the Jewish people and he sees their greatness. Now, in this uh, Leah, we get some more information about Bilaam himself as well. When the Torah, des- when he describes himself, he describes himself as Shesum Ha'ayin. He has a an eye problem. One one of the versions Rashi says is that he actually only saw in one eye. He was a one-eyed man. Um, the other one is Nofel, that he says to every time he had to talk to God, he literally fell down on his face um, to get these visions from Hashem. Um, so he was not a, I guess physically we wouldn't call it the most glorious experience um, and he turns and he says he says you know he wants to bless the Jewish people are going to be so beautiful and the, the, the feature that he highlights is the fact that the Jewish people um, have amongst them a, a unique ability to recognize each person's role they all have each tribe has their own area their own zone and they're all unique but not only that not only by tribe by shevet but also by individual house the way the house housing developments of the of the desert were made was that houses don't look at each other there's a modesty there's space given to the neighbor each one to have their own private area and their own space as he goes on, he says, you know, we see here the greatness of the Jewish people, but the truth is there's going to be a kingship, a kingdom of King David and King Solomon. That's going to be even greater. And where does all this greatness of the Jewish people come from? Of course, from Hashem. Interesting note, Rashi says in another version when he talks about the homes of the Jewish people, it's not just the positioning, but the home of the Jewish people also can refer to the Mishkan, the tabernacle of the desert and the temple, the base Hamigdash. And the reason why that is such the beauty and the glory of the Jewish people is because we come there and we serve Hashem and we come close and we're able to straighten out any mistakes, any problems. We're able to get a kapara, an atonement, through the temple service. And even when the temple's not here like today, we don't have neither the Mishka nor the temple, nor the Beis HaMikdash, neither the tabernacle nor the temple, 
But when Hashem destroyed them, He destroyed them as an atonement for the Jewish people. And it's an amazing thing that, that when Hashem was upset at the Jewish people, He said, instead of destroying you, I'll destroy the temple. And that gave the, the Jewish people a chance to correct and fix up our relationship with Hashem. Needless to say, as the sixth Aliyah wraps up, Balak is enraged. He says, what are you doing? I brought you here to honor you, to pay you, and now it's three times already that you haven't done this. And Bilaam has to turn to Balak and say, I told your messengers a long time ago, I'm only, I can only do that which Hashem says, and you could pay me, you could do whatever you want, but I'm limited like that. And needless to say, it's not a very happy ending of their relationship um, as, uh, as this third attempt fails. Parshas Balak Shishi, the sixth Aliyah, brings us to the third, um, third attempt to curse the Jewish people. Balak brings Bilam to, another, to a new place, and he says, maybe we'll be able to curse the Jewish people there. The new place is a place called Pe'ar, which we will get back to in the next Aliyah. Um, the reason he brings him there is, again, because Balak, through his sorcery, saw that it was a place where the Jews were going to have a downfall, and he thought, maybe it'll be through our curse. He brings Bilaam there. Bilaam says, okay, let's build seven more, more altars, seven more cows, seven more rams. They do all of that, and they are ready. Bilaam gets ready to do, make his attempt, and he realizes that Hashem does not want to curse the Jewish people. And therefore, he does not come with that. He turns his face to the, de- to the desert looking at the Jewish people, and he says he's not going to curse them. Interestingly, Rashi, Rashi points out over here that... Um, that, that Bilaam, even so, as he looks at them, he's not looking for the good of the Jewish people. It's very strange, right? He wishes to, to, to insert to them an eye in hara, the, the eyes of someone who's looking with bad, with hatred. And so Rashi points out that the Mishnah and Pirkayavos were told Bilaam has three traits. One is he looks and he sees bad, ayin hara. One is nefesh or chava, that he wants to, that he believes all the money should come to him. And one is ruach gavoa, is his haughtiness. All of them play out here very clearly in the story. So he turns his eyes to the Jewish people and he sees their greatness. Now, in this Aliyah, we get some more information about Bilaam himself as well. When the Torah, des- when he describes himself, he describes himself as Shesum Ha'ayin, he has a, an eye problem. One, one of the versions Rashi says is that he actually only saw in one eye. He was a one-eyed man. Um, the other one is Nofel, that he says to every time he had to talk to God, he literally fell down on his face um, to get these visions from Hashem. Um, so he was not a, I guess physically we wouldn't call it the most glorious experience. Um, and he turns and he says, he says, you know, he wants to bless the Jewish people are going to be so beautiful. And the, the, the feature that he highlights is the fact that the Jewish people um, have amongst them a, a unique ability to recognize each person's role. They all have, each tribe has their own area, their own zone, and they're all unique. But not only that, not only by tribe, by Shevet, but also by individual house. The way the house, housing developments of the, of the desert were made was that houses don't look at each other. There's a modesty. There's space given to the neighbor, each one to have their own private area and their own space. 
As he goes on, he says, you know, we see here the greatness of the Jewish people, but the truth is there's going to be a kingship, a kingdom of King David and King Solomon. That's going to be even greater. And where does all this greatness of the Jewish people come from? Of course, from Hashem. Interesting note, Rashi says in another version when he talks about the homes of the Jewish people, it's not just the positioning, but the home of the Jewish people also can refer to the Mishkan, the tabernacle of the desert and the temple, the base Hamigdash. And the reason why that is such the beauty and the glory of the Jewish people is because we come there and we serve Hashem and we come close and we're able to straighten out any mistakes, any problems. We're able to get a kapara, an atonement through the temple service. And even when the temple's not here like today, we don't have neither the Mishka nor the temple, nor the base Hamigdash, neither the tabernacle nor the temple. But when Hashem destroyed them, He destroyed them as an atonement for the Jewish people. And it's an amazing thing that, that when Hashem was upset at the Jewish people, He said, instead of destroying you, I'll destroy the temple. And that gave the, the Jewish people a chance to correct and fix up our relationship with Hashem. Needless to say, as the sixth Aliyah wraps up, Balak is enraged. He says, what are you doing? I brought you here to honor you, to pay you, and now it's three times already that you haven't done this. And Bilaam has to turn to Balak and say, I told your messengers a long time ago I'm only I can only do that which Hashem says and you could pay me you could do whatever you want but I'm limited like that and needless to say it's not a very happy ending of their relationship um, as uh, as this third attempt fails